ridiculous people. And the Americans were the worst, he had noticed, when it came to this sort of thing, with the British being, by a long chalk, the more serious offenders. They saw humour where absolutely none existed, and it seemed to matter little how elevated they were, their jokes often being at the same time unintelligible and silly. Professor Thomas Simpson of Oxford, for example, a major figure in the study of vowel shifts, had referred to Professor Singh by this sobriquet and had remained silent in the face of von Eagelfeld's protest that perhaps not everyone found Professor Singh boring. And he was no longer at Chandigarh anyway, von Eagelfeld pointed out, which made the nickname out of date. He has been translated to Delhi von Eagelfeld said, so the reference to Chandigarh is potentially misleading. You must be careful not to mislead, Herr Professor Dr. Simpson. This comment had been made in the coffee break at the annual World Philology Congress in Paris, and later that day, as the delegates were enjoying a glass of wine prior to the conference dinner, von Eagelfeld had overheard Professor Simpson saying to a group of Australian delegates, I'm not sure if the hedgehog gets it half the time. He had moved away, and the flippant English professor had been quite unaware that his remark had been intercepted by its victim. A few minutes later, though, he found himself standing next to Professor Simpson at the board on which the table placements had been posted. Von Eagelfeld was relieved to find that he was sitting nowhere near the condescending Oxonian, and he had turned to him with the remark, "'You will be happy, I think,' to find that you are not sitting next to a hedgehog. They can be prickly, prickelent, you know. Oh, it was a devastating shaft of wit, but it brought forth no response from its target, who appeared not to have heard. Uh, what did you say, von Eagelfeld? he asked. Von Eagelfeld hesitated. It was difficult to serve a dish of revenge twice within the same minute. I said that hedgehogs can be prickelent if you sit next to them. Professor Simpson looked at him with amusement. I would never sit on a hedgehog if I were you, he remarked airily. Not very comfortable, as surely you of all people should know. <laughs> but, my dear chap, you must excuse me. I'm at the top table, you see, and I must get up there before the rank and file clutter the place up. If he rather welcomed the inclusion of Professor J.G.K.L. Singh's name on the list, he did not feel that way about the next name, which was that of Professor Antonio Capobianco of the University of Parma. He knew Capobianco slightly, and found his work slender and unconvincing. Two years ago, the Parmesi had written a book on the subjunctive in 17th-century Italian, a book that von Eichelfeldt had reviewed in polite but unambiguously dismissive terms in the Zeitschrift, almost but not quite describing it as scholarly ephemera. He would certainly not have chosen Capobianco had he been a judge, but at the same time he could understand that there might have been political reasons for including him on the list. It was nice to put Italians on lists. They so appreciated it. Italians, von Eagelfeld was convinced, had a profound need to be loved by others, and consequently were always reassured to see their names appear on any list.
He had even heard that they tended to get upset if they were left off negative lists, such as those that ranked the most corrupt countries in the world. But we lead the world in corruption, one Italian prime minister had been said to complain. How can they put us below Mali? So there could be little doubt but that Capobianco would be very pleased to see himself on this short list, and would presumably make every effort to bribe the judges to decide in his favour. Or, if he did not, some of his friends and relatives could be expected to do so on his behalf. But he would never win. But then there was the third name. And that was where enthusiasm and mild irritation were succeeded by outrage. Professor Dr. Dr. Detlef Amadeus Unterholzer, the journal announced, had been nominated on the basis of his work on Portuguese verbs, work which enjoyed a considerable reputation not only in Germany...